It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. That's right, it is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. James Seltzer coming your way till 3 o'clock today. No Elliott Shore Parks. Just taking a weekend off. No biggie. I'm here for you. Uh, a lot, a lot to get into. Uh, it, has been a, uh, it has been a tough state of affairs talking Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia the last few weeks. Obviously an incredibly disappointing start to the season and, and really... A season on the brink, you know, as we sit here heading into a game tomorrow against the Cincinnati Bengals, if this team can't find a way to put it together and beat the Bengals, the lowly Bengals. Yes, I know Joe Burrow's good. I think he's fantastic, but they are still the lowly Bengals for now. If the Bengals come in here and beat this Eagles team, it feels like the season is over. It does feel like that type of must-win game, which is an absurd thing to say in week three of the season. It's an absurd thing to say when the Eagles still, yet again, another year, seem to be in the worst division in the sport. So, you know, look, from a mathematical perspective, obviously the season is not over if they lose tomorrow, but I think from a belief in this team perspective, if they can't find a way to beat the Bengals tomorrow, I think that's a wrap on us believing in them, maybe even on them believing in themselves it's a big game tomorrow, and, and you wouldn't think, again, a week three game against the Bengals could be big. But I look at this team, and as we prepare for this game tomorrow, and and we'll get to, to predictions and, and how you think tomorrow plays out and the Wentz versus Burrow angle of it all. And look, I think that ultimately they find a way to win the game tomorrow. Uh, I think that ultimately with the season on the line at home against it, a bad Bengals team. I mean, let's be real. Joe Burrow is great. I, I think he's going to be a really good quarterback in this NFL. In the NFL, he's still a rookie. That is one thing. But outside of Joe Burrow, it is still a bad Cincinnati Bengals team. They are bad in the trenches. They're bad in the areas where you win football games. So, the Eagles should be the favorite at home heading into this game. But uh, look, I understand if it's hard to trust this team, and, and the line is telling us that. It opened at a six-point favorite, six-and-a-half-point favorite for the Eagles, and it's down to four-and-a-half. I mean, there are a lot of people who say, who are saying that the Eagles are not six points better than the, the Bengals. They're not five points better than the Bengals. It is trending in the wrong direction. That certainly makes you nervous about this game as well. 
But from a macro sense, when you're looking at this team right now, and look, you can make a lot of arguments for why you believe they're going to turn this season around. You know, look, we've seen Doug Peterson do it. Basically, every year of his career, practically, or certainly the last couple years, Doug Peterson has found a way to take a team that was floundering and rally them and get them to play up to their potential. Last year, obviously, sitting at five and seven, winning four straight to win the division. Obviously, Carson Wentz played much better in those games than he did in the first two this season. We saw it a couple years ago, season on the line. They find a way to win out. After that game against New Orleans, the, the 48-7 to or whatever it was, debacle in New Orleans. And they found a way to turn it around. Carson Wentz, Doug Peterson have done this before. Certainly, Doug Peterson has done this before. And, and also, look, I, I, I hate that Doug Peterson keeps bringing up the lack of training camp as an excuse for why this team has struggled. It's honestly one of the most annoying things that has been said this season by an Eagles player, personnel, whatever, because every other team in the NFL has had to deal with the same issues that the Eagles had. You can't say, oh, we haven't had enough time to prepare when every other team in the league is facing the exact same restrictions. I mean, it's so asinine. It is such a ridiculous thing to come out of his mouth. But having said that, I do think that clearly there are teams that have been more affected by the inability to, to prepare. We actually thought it was going to be an advantage for the Eagles, right? Coming into the season, we're like, oh, same quarterback, same head coach. Look at the rest of the teams in this division. They're all new, new head coaches, new systems, you look around the league, you would figure the teams that have their head coach and quarterback coming back, especially systems that have been together for multiple years, you would think that those teams would have an advantage, and we have not clearly not seen that play out so far for the for, through the first two weeks with the Eagles. But I don't want to overreact too much to the first two weeks of the season coming off this weird training camp. Because, again, while I think it's a ridiculous excuse because, again, every other team has to deal with it, that doesn't mean that the Eagles can't get better from here. That doesn't mean that they just did not utilize that time maybe as well as others and that the underlying talent is still there. They can rise above. And I do think Carson Wentz will be better. I'm not out on Carson Wentz after two games. Can I acknowledge that he's played horribly? Yes. Carson Wentz has had a really bad two games to start the season. A disappointing two games from Carson Wentz to start the season. There's no question. He's looked bad. He's missed open throws. He's made bad decisions. But I'm not going to condemn Carson Wentz's career because of two games, and I know that people go back to last year and all that, but the last four games we saw last year, regardless of the competition, were the best Carson Wentz we'd seen since 2017. So how do you reconcile that? How do you look at that, those four games? And I know that he had an up-and-down season. There were times where we were very frustrated with him that – Seattle game last year might have been the worst game he's ever played, potentially other than last week, which is up there as well. So I can understand that it wasn't a straight line of awesomeness last year, but he really ended the season strong and he flashed those, those skills, that skill set that made us believe in the guy in the first place. I'm not ready to say that's all gone after two games, especially two games in a weird, shortened training camp season with a lack of talent around him yet again. We keep coming to this thing again. Now Jalen Rager's out. J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has to contribute for this team. 
And that's what I come back to. That's my problem with believing in this team this season. At this point after two weeks. Again, I'm not condemning them. I'm not saying it's all over. Again, I think they win tomorrow. If they don't, then we'll start to have those discussions. But regardless of how bad Carson Wentz has been through two games, I still believe there's something there. I still believe he can turn it around and show us the guy who we've seen before, the guy who a lot of us believe in. I'm not condemning Doug Peterson after two games. A lot of new coaches on his staff. Has Doug been good? No. Has Carson made him look worse? Probably. But it's not like Doug is out there. I mean, I I think, look, coming off last week against the Rams, it was stark, right? It was such an obvious difference watching that Rams offense and what they did with the pre-snap motion and misdirection and all kinds of fun stuff that we remember Doug Peterson doing in 2017. We have not seen enough of that stuff from Doug Peterson. There is no question. Doug has been a little too stuck in the mud when it comes to his own system and what he does and lack of creativity and originality in that. And, and that's a concern, for sure. You know, you want a head coach who's going to adapt with time, you know, who's going to keep changing, who's going to get a, a perfect example of that is, you know, the guy who used to be here, the guy who just won a Super Bowl, Andy Reid. That's what's made Andy so great. And don't get me wrong, having Patrick Mahomes makes Andy Reid so great. But Andy has also evolved And he has moved forward with time. He's looked at college. He's looked at what's happening in the game, and he's taking these concepts, and he's incorporating incorporating them into what he does. So, yes, I would like to see more of that from Doug Peterson. There is no question about that. But on a basic level, the biggest reason why I struggle to believe in this team through the rest of the season the reason why even if they win tomorrow, I just, I struggle. And, and again, this is believing that Doug will get better, that Carson will get better. And that will ultimately make this team better, factually. But this roster just isn't good enough. For me, it comes back to Howie Roseman. And this roster, a roster that we are already seeing coming into a year where everybody knew, all we talked about was injuries, injuries, injuries. There are going to be so many issues across this league. Soft tissue injuries, guys not ready to play, this, that, whatever. And we're seeing it. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers lost like their four most important players last week. Injuries have been an issue. And obviously for this Eagles team, we're seeing it. Obviously the Jalen Rager injury is a little fluky, but coming into the season with the offensive line we had, we've seen these injuries affect this team already. And you see the lack of depth on this team. Going back to 2017 again, what made that team so great, so elite? It was the depth, the roster. Carson was amazing. Nick came in and obviously did amazing things. Doug did a great job. But that was the best roster in football. From 1 to 53, they had the best team in football. And that's why they won. And yes, a lot of things went right, and they had a magical locker room, and there were so many different things that went into it. But ultimately, on a basic level, this team is just too flawed in too many areas. Defense, lack of playmakers. Fletcher Cox has not been the same guy. We know that. And granted, right now he's hurt. We don't even know if we're going to have Fletcher Cox tomorrow. But they have a lack of playmakers on defense. Darius Slay is like the only guy you feel excited about on defense. The linebacking crew, the worst in the league. We all know that. We talk about it all the time. And Yes, they don't value linebackers, but that doesn't make it any better. 
That doesn't make the roster any better when you look at it. Offensively, wide receiver, we yell and scream going into the offseason. All that we care about is fix this position, and what do they do? They draft some guys. And that doesn't mean that Jalen Rager, when he comes back, eventually can't be a good player in this league. John Hightower, obviously not a great start. Quez Watkins, we haven't seen at all. But they went into the offseason looking at that position, knowing that they were bereft of talent. And they're going to count on Deshaun Jackson and Alshon maybe coming back and then some rookies? How do you expect Carson Wentz to grow and to succeed when you don't put guys around him? The same exact issue we had last year. And then the offensive line, another perfect example. To the point where you drafted Andre Dillard, disaster, even if he hadn't have gotten hurt, I don't think there's a single Eagles fan who say they felt good about him coming into the season, not one. And then you have to move Jason Peters back, pay him more money. It's been a disaster. And yes, there have been injuries. I get it. But the depth of the roster, the lack of ability to draft, the inability to develop guys has put this team in the situation they're in right now where I struggle to look at their schedule, which isn't easy. As we've all talked about, after the Bengals alone, they get the Niners, the the Steelers, the Ravens. Yes, the Niners are beat up, but that is a tough three. They got Seattle on the schedule still. They got Green Bay on the schedule still. They got New Orleans on the schedule still. They got Arizona, who's been awesome on the schedule still. Do you feel good about beating any of those teams with what we've seen in the roster we know we have? I can't get there. So while I think they win tomorrow, and, and I, they need to win tomorrow, obviously, and it can kind of springboard them moving forward, I really struggle to believe in this team for the rest of the season. Where are you at? Do you believe in this group? Is this? A, I know the afternoon show had a, had a similar type of topic yesterday, which was, is this just a struggling team or are they a bad team? And I'm not saying they're bad. They're definitely struggling. But I just don't think they're good enough. I don't think the depth on this team is good enough. So can they turn it around? That's what I want to know. Tell me. I want people to convince me. I want people to tell me, relax. It's been two games. They're going to turn it around. Believe in this team. I think that how I felt about the team heading into the season certainly colors this a little bit. But I am struggling to get there right now. Are, is, it, is this a team to believe in? Are they going to turn this around, or is the roster not good enough? Is Wentz not good enough? Is Doug not good enough? 215-592-9494. 215-592-9494. Get involved. I want to know. Tell me, is this team going to be able to turn it around? Because I'm struggling to see how they can. Let's start it out, as we always do, with the one, the only. Mr. Tom in Abington. Yo, Tom. Yo, James Seltzer. Fresh off your 39th. How are you doing today, brother? Last year of my 30s, Tom. I, I wouldn't rather start it anywhere else but here with you, my friend. <laughs> well, as being a 46-year-old, I told you yesterday, it's all downhill from yes, here. Yes, yes. Multiple <laughs> people told me that once you hit 40, it's all downhill. So I'm really good. I guess I just really have correct. to try and enjoy this year for you know. And then, and yes. then I'm like the Eagles right now. It's all downhill for me right now. <laughs> all right. So what do you do? 17 of these things during the regular season? Correct. And you're telling me not for sure Parks couldn't drag his arse into the studio <laughs> for all 17? It's 38 hours of work. No comment. 
All right. So no, I had to he take has, my shot has, at, yeah, at and he, To be fair, he has hey. a legitimate reason for not being here. I'm well, not, I'm if you're about. listening, ESP, this is outrageous and unacceptable. <laughs> that is all. All right. So, uh, oh, real quick. Um, uh, believe it or not, Skylar, my daughter, she asked me um, Thursday to take her to a haunted house. Okay. And then yesterday, I won those tickets on your show. So thank oh, you, Oh, wow. That's really cool. Yeah, it was weird, man. Uh, nice Penhurst when... Asylum, I think it is. Yeah, it's nice that. when things work out like that, right? Yes, sir. Um, all right, so uh, coaching. I mean, Howie, I, I think he's the number one issue. Obviously, I think most people do um, because of the roster. You alluded to it. But I'm zeroing in on the coaching this year. Um, because it's it's become a coaching versus player thing, Doug versus Wentz, like who's the bigger problem, right? Mm-hmm. So I have faith in three of our coaches. You want to take a stab at the three coaches that I have faith in? Jim Schwartz? That's one. Uh, well, Doug? Do you have faith in Doug? No, no. Okay. Uh, Marty? Deuce, no. Deuce, and Stoutland. Those are the ones. Stoutland's an Deuce obvious. Deuce and Stoutland. There you go. Stoutland's the, the most obvious. Bailey, that should have been the Stoutland first one. Stoutland and Schwartz. Yes. Now, Schwartz is the, you know, he's the tougher one, especially after last week. It was one of the worst performances of his tenure. I get all that. But I think he catches a lot of unwarranted shrapnel, Schwartz. Yeah, I agree. Um, and, then, and then the O-line and the running backs, they seem fine through all of this mess. So that's who I have faith in. Um, I Obviously, I have faith in Carson Wentz. I think Doug's the bigger problem of the two. I think that's fair, Tommy. Thank you, as always, for the call, brother. Well, real quick, can I give you my prediction? Please. All that I've said there, um, I'm actually picking the birds in Glenn Macknell's last man standing tomorrow. Oh, wow, so you feel incredibly confident is your point. 31-19, James, there's no way they lose this one. Have a great weekend. Tommy, thank you as always. And look, I do too. I think think they're going to win tomorrow. I just don't feel good about this team's future this season. I don't feel good about the long term. I need to to see more, obviously. 215-592-9494, of course. We will take your predictions as well if you want to give them to us. And and can this team turn it around? Where do you stand with this Eagles team? And like Tom just brought up, he's blaming coaching. I'm blaming Howie. And he blames Howie too, but I blame Howie implicitly. I think Doug is still good. I think Carson is still good. I don't think Howie is still good. Who do you blame? 215-592-9494. Your calls coming up next. But let me tell you, so many. Of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast at the Parks Sportsbook Casino app. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. And like you, we love all the home teams. And that's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. My team at Parks Sportsbook Casino and Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. And that means your action and your money are safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. You can bet on the games. You can bet on scores. I know right now, as I mentioned before, go on the Park Sportsbook app, download it now, and you can bet on Philadelphia. They are a four-and-a-half-point favorite. It keeps heading their way. If you think, like our last caller did, that they're going to roll tomorrow, that seems like a really good line for you. You can get that right Now, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. Sign up now. Here's the deal. You get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. So download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use the promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S, GOBIRDS, to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X casino.com slash PA 
The website has all the details, and your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Eagles, Bengals here tomorrow. 24 hours from now, you'll be hearing Merrill, Mike, Howard. It's going to be awesome. They need a win. Desperately need a win. Obviously, legitimately a must-win game in Week 3 against the Bengals. This is not how I saw the season playing out. Kevin Keenan doing a great job buying the glass. 215-592-9494. Do you believe in this team to turn it around? And does it start tomorrow? Again, I think they win tomorrow, but I just I can't get myself to buy in on this roster. I just think there are too many holes, especially in a year where I think depth is going to prove to be so important by the end of the season. This team lacks it in spades. And uh, it's a concern. Let's go to the phones. 215-592-9494. Let's start it out in Sewell. Talking to Mike. Hey, Mike. How you doing, brother? Hey, listen. You opened the show perfectly, man. Um, first of all, I think Kevin agrees. I don't think – I think at best the Eagles team is a 6-10 and 10 team. And it breaks my heart. And I think it's for all the reasons that you mentioned, okay? We drafted terrible. The coaching has been brutal. Uh, you know, Doug, look, we're not exposed. If he's not exposed the last couple of years that Frank Reich was the was the solution, the missing piece, okay, then I don't know what it is. Okay, you look at the play calling. Carson is accurate when? When he's rolling out of the pocket, all right? He has – I mean, the play calling's been brutal. We haven't given Carson any weapons. How do you expect us to succeed? All the injuries, okay, we don't have any depth because we draft terribly. It's, it's, it's a bad team, brother. It's not a struggling team. It's a bad team. And I think we lose to the Bengals tomorrow. I really do. It, it, it's, it's making me sick to my stomach, because especially with the year that we've had, how desperate were we for sports, especially football? Okay? And look what we got this year. You know, I'm like, I'm, I'm just sick to my stomach, man. It's breaking my heart. My great call, man. Thanks for making it. And I am too, man. Look, I'm... I mean, anyone who listens to me knows that, that there are a few bigger Philadelphia Phillies fans than me, and I've had to watch this bullpen every single night this year. It is, uh, it, it, it's been a bummer, man. And look, I'm not, I'm not at the point where I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not upset that sports are back. I've heard people say that, like, no way. Like, I am so grateful to have sports back, even if my sports are breaking my heart. I still love being able to watch sports, having sports and stuff. But, yeah, it couldn't be going much worse here in Philadelphia so far. Obviously, the Flyers gave us a couple weeks of fun. But um, for the most part, it's been more aggravation and pain than happiness and positivity. To his point, though, about the Frank Reich thing. And, I, I look, I get it. I don't think there's any question that Doug Peterson's offense has not looked as creative as interesting as, you know, so many wrinkles, all type of stuff, as it did in 2017. There's no question about that. But I, I hesitate to to take Doug's role in it completely out of it. I do think that Doug, there are certain things that a head coach in the NFL needs to do that Doug is amazing at. I mean, his players respond to him. He has a, a real knack for, for understanding what that locker room needs from him and giving it to them, especially in times of turmoil and tumult. And I think that's a real valuable quality in a head coach. I think that maybe he needs, and, and look, they clearly did that this offseason, much to his dismay, by bringing in new voices to, to be there with him. But I think that it, it's about having the right people around Doug. 
Doug just seems to be one of those guys who is better when he's got the right people around him. But I, I don't think that it means that he himself is a horrible coach or a, a, a incapable or whatever. I just think he needs the right people around him to truly shine. 215-592-9494. Uh-oh, let's talk to our good buddy in Pittman. Lenny, two weeks in a row, Len. Uh, I'm not one to toot my horn, but uh, toot toot. I believe I said 37 to 20. I'm sorry. I was off by one point last week. Well, be better, Lenny. But, you know, I'm not the self-proclaimed king. You know, when you go 0-2 in predictions, that makes you a queen. So uh, I'll leave it at that since we're so concerned about everybody's, uh, you know, and actually I think Carson's snaps are really on the center. But uh, I'll let that go for another topic. James, thank God we're family. And thank God, you know, we get along. And thank God your show is all about letting people express their opinions. But I evaluated the game. And I'm going to go with 24 to 23, and J- JB gets his first victory as a quarterback in this league. I, I just don't say it. Every week it's the same thing. You're talking about a five-year quarterback comes on, I got to do better, I got to play better, I got to do better. You're talking about a coach who's supposed to be, you know, this genius, I, I got to do better, I got to. They, they, they never really offer any great solutions. Any, anybody could come on and say they got to do a better job. Tell me how. You know, don't, tell me how you're going to do it. It sounds like politics. Oh, I'm going to do this. How are you going to do it? I really don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to do it. And it just I just don't think that – I think they're all kind of dumbfounded, to tell you the truth. Lenny, great call. Uh, look, I, I, I don't think you're wrong in terms of the idea. Again, like the example I used before, which really just grates on me, is that – you know, one of the things Doug is pointing to as, as quote-unquote, being wrong or, or leading to the issues is the fact that they didn't have enough time in training camp and preseason. And, and again, Doug, every single team in the NFL has that same issue. So it, it sounds ridiculous when you say that, especially, again, as a head coach who's been in his organization for as long as he has. Again, you see a lot of – there are new head coaches who are having no problem. Joe Burrow and went out last week and threw 61 passes without interception, a rookie in the NFL. That is just not an acceptable excuse. And I do think that to that point it is fair to, to wonder if they're searching for answers down there, if they're not exactly sure. And, look, I think that Doug is frustrated with Carson. I mean, you can hear it. For the first time ever, Doug is kind of calling Carson out a little bit. Calling the throw to J.J. Ortega Whiteside unacceptable. We never hear Doug do stuff like that with Carson. 215-592-9494. Let's go to Upper Chichester and talk to Tim. Hey, buddy. Hey, what's up, Jimmy? How you doing? Good, man. Good to talk to you, Tim. What's on your mind? Same here, brother. Same here. So uh, I got to walk at the 100% with Howie. He just sucks. Um, He did nothing to address this team's needs in the offseason. And... The last two, three years, he has done nothing to improve this team. Nothing. I can't see any any move that he's made that substantially has improved this team. And for you know, for all we know, 2017 was you know the the, the squirrel finding in them because ever since then, Howie has done nothing, and it almost seems like we're regressing as a team. We're going backwards. We're not going forwards. You can make that argument, Tim. I mean, just look at the results. I mean, win the Super Bowl, win a playoff game, lose a playoff game, and now it looks like this year they could be heading for a, you know, at best eight and eight or seven and nine type year. So, so the results are literally that (laughs) they're declining. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You know, and and when you think about it, this team right now, 
everything about this team is the total opposite of what we had in 17. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. There's, there's, and when one unit works, the other one takes the day off and so on and so on and so on. I don't know what, the, I don't know what the solution is. I still have faith in cards. I think he, I think saying, think he can be a, a top quarterback in the NFL. Um, Doug, I think I've lost faith in Doug. I, I, he just, he seems like a deer in the headlights. And the fact that he's getting annoyed with Carson and getting annoyed with the media tells me he doesn't know what he's doing. and He has no answer to the problem either. Tim, so I don't know, brother. I don't know. It's a great call. I appreciate you making it. And look, again, the first part of your point is where I keep coming back to, that the roster, the lack of depth, how he's inability to hit on any real dra- I mean, obviously, there have been a couple picks. Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard. Like, you could point to a couple of picks over the last four years, three years, that have been impactful picks. He has just been a disaster in that area in terms of getting young talent, young, cheap talent. You can't survive in the NFL without young, cheap talent. That's how you are able to afford to have better players on the roster, to pay your quarterback what you have to and all that. You have to draft well. It is the single most important thing in building a successful NFL team and certainly an NFL team that that is going to be what they promised right the new norm this is us now we're going to be here every year where's that where's that you know how you get the new norm it's by drafting and developing every single year to his Doug point I get it I think this is the first time a lot of people are really starting to question Doug and I and I do think like I said I think he needs to find a way to infuse some more creativity into what he's doing it does feel stale as the NFL continues to evolve around him Doug does not seem to be keeping up with that and that is a a, a fair question about Doug long term that we need to answer is can he evolve and right now we don't know and and so far this season it is you know, he has been one of the issues, certainly, in my opinion. Let's go to New Mexico and talk to our good buddy with the great pipes, David. Hey, David. What's going on, J.S.? How are you doing, man? I'm good, man. Good to hear from you. What's on your mind today? Uh, look, too many chefs ruin the soup, okay? Everybody's heard that cliche before, and if you haven't, well, let me turn your on to it right I'm now. I'm a big cliches <laughs> or cliches for a reason guy, Dave. Yes, they are. Yes. yes, they are. There's a little bit of truth and a little bit of honesty exactly. that life isn't always exactly. as difficult as yes. it needs to be. Well, here it is. Doug needs to get out of his own way. All right. He's got too many people on that offense and on offensive room, you know, with their opinions and their thoughts. But he needs to just cut a lot of that crap out. Carson needs one voice to listen to, one voice that he respects, and one voice he, he needs to listen to. And that one person is supposed to mold him and at least keep him on track. Marty Morningwick should be calling plays. Doug needs to take himself out of it, all right? That committee they got there in that offensive room is too much, too much. And because it's too much, there's too many other distractions. Deuce Staley should have been promoted to offensive coordinator. Everybody in, 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 in the world knows that. The only people who don't know it are the people who are closest to that situation, and that's Doug and the rest of them. But I haven't lost faith in Doug. What I have lost faith in is his ability to delegate some of this responsibility to take it off his shoulders. The reason why he's so snippy in press conferences and whatnot, because he's trying to prove that he's the smartest guy in the room. Not like that. You don't need to do that. All right. If the quarterback's job is to get the ball to the playmakers, he needs to do the same thing. Get your ideas to the people who can relate them to the people that, that, that need to be there. Carson is confused. 
And Carson is pressing. And Carson is pressing because his head coach has lost faith in his own ability to call plays. Get out of it. Dave, Give it to Marty Morning with Grizzle. Great call, man. Really fascinating stuff. Thanks, as always, for making it. And, look, I do think there's a lot of truth in there. Um, certainly the idea of – and so it's funny. When Doug first got here, and, you know, we all remember the uninspiring hire that Doug Peterson was and all that – I hated that he was going to call plays. I was like, just let this guy focus on being a head coach, which he is wholly unqualified, it seems to be, coming in here. And clearly I was proven wrong about both. Calling plays worked. They won the Super Bowl with Doug calling plays. So I'm hesitant to say he can't call plays and be successful. But I do feel that, and maybe it's the result of them firing his coaches and bringing in other guys that theoretically we can assume were not Doug's, you know, fully Doug's choices that maybe he does have a lack of, of trust or confidence or whatever, or even just you know familiar, familiarity with these guys, and that is something that is hampering their ability to create you know, interesting, new, creative game plans. And, and maybe the play calling has become an issue for Doug, but we've seen him do that great. And the point about the quarterback and the one coach in his ear I think is very important. I want to hit on that next. That's coming up, plus your calls. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. James Seltzer coming your way till 3 o'clock. Rob Ellis after that, and then... We can settle in for some elective torture this evening as we listen to the Philadelphia Phillies right here on WIP. Still alive. Still alive. Though, you know, not uh, not looking great after last night's brutal loss yet again. I mean, who, who'd have thunk it that the bullpen would blow a game like that? I just... Not me. You wouldn't see me thinking that. 215-592-9494 is Go Birds Radio. We're talking about tomorrow's game and the importance of it. And I do think they win tomorrow, but I'm just struggling to be able to to believe in this team past that. The roster is so flawed. It is not deep. There are so many issues. And obviously, uh, look, Carson Wentz and Doug both need to be better. Carson particularly needs to be better, and I think will be better. I think we will see a better version of Carson Wentz. I just don't know if that's going to be enough considering all the issues this team faces. What do you say? 215-592-9494 plus coming up in a minute. Uh, last caller brought up the idea of one guy in Carson's ear. One guy, one coach who's really working with Carson. Well, we know that there is a guy who is supposed to work with Carson and that that is his job. We'll talk about that in just a minute. But first, let's go to Florida. Talk to our good buddy, Ja'Cory, listening on the radio.com app. Ja'Cory, how are you, buddy? there was going on, man? What's up, brother? How are you? Happy belated birthday to you. I didn't get a chance to have a birthday on the radio the other day. Thanks, I'm sorry man. about that. No worries, man. I appreciate it. Good looking out. Yeah, man. I feel like we're going to get this win on Sunday. Uh, this is the perfect bounce back game for us. Um, I think the offense is going to do um, better. I think they need to run the ball more to get the ball out of Carson's hands. Um, I think the defense is going to bounce back. Um, I don't think much is going to play tomorrow. And this is why we signed Malik Jackson. This is why we signed Hargrave to give, you know, you know, Fletcher in case he's out. You know, the defense is still the same. I think um, they're going to, the D-line is going to have a breakout game, and I think the secondary is going to do well also. Um, expect some blitzes from uh, Swartz. That's a proven point. You know, try to mix it up a little bit, try to put some pressure on Jarborough. And um, 
But yeah, I feel like we're gonna get the win. Um, also, um, back with this, um, you know, Doug Peterson thing and Howie Roseman. I think what Justin Rue was trying to do during the off season, I think he was trying to. You remember the rumors they were trying to look at Lincoln Riley for offense coordinator. They wanted to run more like a college style offense just to get Carson out the pocket more and run some new plays. Because I was watching the old men's game against Florida. It was running a two-quarterback offense. I know that's why, you know, some NFL that wouldn't do, but I think it'll work. You do that every other play. And it was um, and it was the first drive, they went down and scored. So I've been aiming some new wrinkles in the offense and just some, you know, some new plays. Some yeah. Because the NFL doesn't caught up to the RPO and everything. And, well, you know, the NFL's a copycat lead. And, you know, these just coordinators catch up on everything. No, so. I'm with you. Great call, Jacory. And, look, I do think that to that point, that's kind of what I've been talking about with Doug is that I do think Doug needs to evolve a little bit. You know, he's got his West Coast system, this this thing that he runs. It's his system. But, man, you know, while it felt fresh in 2017, and, and again, I know that there are a bunch of people screaming, that's because of Frank Reich, whatever. I, I think Doug was involved in it. Regardless, it certainly does not seem that way now. And you look at a lot of these other offenses, again, whether it's Andy Reid or Sean McVay or Kyle Shanahan or whoever it is, these these innovative minds, these guys who are willing to evolve with the NFL, it's always changing. And and Jacory's point about two quarterback, a two quarterback offense, I think unlikely, but it's funny that he brings that up because Press Taylor, the guy who's supposed to be in Carson's ear, the guy whose job Doug Pearson just told us on Friday that Press's job is to is to work with Carson. You know, he's the guy. Um, he actually said a few years ago that he thought that was where the NFL was heading to the next big thing would be multiple throwers on the field at once. So it is interesting that 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 gets brought up there. But I do question Press Taylor and his relationship with Carson Wentz. I mean, we have heard the name John Filippo said a lot this week. and, And obviously, over the last few years, many times, and the idea of how he coached Carson Wentz, it's it's the stuff of legend by now, right? I mean, we all know how John D. Filippo was was hard on Carson and and you know really worked him hard to get the most out of him. And again, we're not in that building. We're not there for every coaching session or every one on one or whatever. But we know enough to know from what we hear, from what people say, that that Press Taylor is not that same type of coach with Carson. He's not grilling Carson. He's not riding him hard. They're more of a buddy-buddy type of relationship. And maybe Carson needs someone who's tougher with him. Maybe Carson's the type of person who, the way he grows, the way he gets better, is with tough love. I think it's all, like, everyone responds differently. You know, like, I'm someone, if I'm, I'm an attaboy guy. You give me an attaboy, I'm going to fight for you to the death. You yell at me, I might not fight for you. Like, that's just me. Other people are the other way around, and at least from what we've seen of Carson, it seems like Carson might be the kind of guy who needs that tough love, needs that tough coaching, and maybe he's not getting it from Brass Taylor. Let's go to North Wilmington and talk to my good buddy, George. How are you, George? Hey, Mr. 39 in one day. How you doing? It's my last year of my 30s, George. It has begun. I hope you had a better birthday than sitting around watching those Phillies die. Yeah, well, sadly, I did sit around and watch the Phillies on my did birthday. You? Yeah, sadly. Sadly. But I also hung with my wife, and it was very nice, and we had some nice sandwiches, and it was a good time. But the Phillies were certainly not a highlight of my birthday, George. No, no, that was, you know, Bryce Harper uh, scores that home run and uh, things looking a little little bit up and then 
for some reason they take that what was the guy's name Brogdon they put him in he pitches great and then they take and they him, took out, him out and he's together. like the only guy who's getting outs right now the only yeah, guy I, in the I, bullpen I, who's getting outs is Connor Brogdon and and I don't know why I don't know it made yeah. no, anyway, s- Eagles, no sense anyway let's to go me. Eagles yes I kind of think that the gold standard is a bit tarnished in 2020. Um, And I I start with Howie, too. I know a lot of people call in and they say, you know, Doug Peterson was a Super Bowl winning coach. How can you talk like that? But, you know, three years ago is three years ago. And players are three years older. They're a step slower. There's injuries. Uh, The staff has changed dramatically. And um, they need some kind of influx of of something to, to both on offense and defense. And I hope the guy that Schwartz brings it this week, because um, if we're playing the same type of team that we played last week because of the head coach coming from the Rams, um, you know, if they're not on their toes from the snap, I think we're going to have another problem. Well, especially, sure especially going up against a rookie quarterback who while talented, while smart, you know, like, Go after him. Show him things he yeah. hasn't seen. Confuse him. Don't make it easy for Joe Burrow tomorrow. Yeah, and I sure hope that the Eagles run the ball 60% of the time since this defense that they're playing yes. is pretty bad. George, great call. And that last point, I am 100% with you. Miles San- it is a Miles Sanders day tomorrow. Cincinnati's off- or Cincinnati's defense is absolutely horrendous against the run. They've given up like 370-something yards through two weeks. They've been gashed back-to-back weeks. They are a bad, bad run defense. Look, I thought, you know, I know he fumbled on that opening drive, and it was a killer. Like, it really was. The, the momentum really, I know they came back and got close and went through that interception, which was the true momentum killer. That was the momentum killer of all, like the, the nail-in-the-coffin momentum killer, but... Obviously, the opening fumble by Sanders was was certainly a, a rough one. But I thought after that, he played really well, a pretty, really you know good game. I thought Sanders looked healthy. He looked spry. He was hitting the hole. Nice runs. I was I was impressed with Miles Sanders. Only looking for more of that this week against a Bengals team that is absolutely susceptible to be beaten in that area of the game. Two on five, five nine two, ninety four ninety four. One hour down, one to go. Rob Ellis is coming your way. At 3 o'clock, we will continue to take your phone calls. Do you believe in this team? Are they going to turn it around tomorrow? I think they win tomorrow, but I don't think they turn it around. Will they turn it around? What happens tomorrow? And what does the future of this season hold? 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio on Sports Radio 94 WIP. And let me tell you, so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast with Park Sportsbook and Casino. Their betting app, legally betting on sports, makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home teams, and that's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. My team at Parks Casino Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. Your action, your money, they're safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. You can bet on any game on this slate tomorrow. You don't even have to bet on the line. If you want to, Philadelphia, it's all the way down to a minus four and a half. I think they win tomorrow. Whether or not that means the season is back on track, I think they win tomorrow, and I think they do win by more than four and a half. So I think that's a pretty good bet right there. You can bet on any game, the score at halftime, how many yards a quarterback will throw for, all of it. 
The Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. Sign up now and get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use the promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on a, your risk-free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. It's Go Birds Radio. James Seltzer presented by Sp- Parks Sportsbook and Casino. One hour to go. Rob Ellis coming your way. At 3 o'clock, some Phillies baseball later tonight. Uh, we're talking about a must-win game for the Eagles tomorrow. It's certainly a must-win game for the Phillies tonight. It might not even matter. It's out of their hands. Let's uh, let's hope they uh, they find a way to get something done. Or not, because as long as Matt Klintak's gone, I'm good. <laughs> That's really the only outcome I need from the season. 215-592-9494. Talking Eagles-Bengals tomorrow. Uh, again, a, a must-win game, which is crazy. Mathematically, it's not, but we all know it is. This team has to be able to handle the Cincinnati Bengals coming into town, sitting at 0-2 with your season on the line. They have to be able to handle them. But ultimately, even though I do think they handle them, I just struggle to find something to latch onto to believe in this team. I think Carson Wentz will be better. I'm not indicting him. There are certain people in this city, certain people on this station who are, who are out, who have said, you know, this is it. Carson is never going to be good. I'm not there. I'm not there at all. I still believe in Carson Wentz. I believe in his talent. I believe in the upside. I believe in what he could turn into. But obviously, we've certainly not seen that the first two weeks of this season. And and same thing from Doug Peterson. We've seen a vanilla, stale offense the first two weeks. We've seen you know, the inability. Uh, one thing we didn't even mention with Doug, but, but if you want to criticize Doug, I mean... Look at the way they showed up last week, coming off of an 0-1 start, a you know, huge game coming home. You know, the whole week was spent tearing you apart, tearing Wentz apart, tearing the whole team apart. And you come out like that and stake yourself to a 17-0 deficit or whatever it was. I mean, you came out lifeless, effortless when it matters. That's a reason to criticize Doug Peterson. I think Doug will be better, though. I think Carson will be better. I just ultimately I think this team just isn't good enough. When I look at the roster, when I look at the depth, I just think Howie has failed them. I think Howie has failed them, and they might get a little better. They might be able to to give us a little bit of fun this season. I'm not, I'm not saying it's over or anything like that. I just struggle to believe that this team can actually turn it around. What do you say? 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. Let's go to Tampa and talk to our good friend Angel. Hey, Angel. I want to say that Broad Street South Force Talks endorses Go Birds for President of the United Eagles. So you have my endorsement. That's there good. That's good. I don't even know part. if I want the job, but I appreciate it, Andrew. <laughs> and also, I want to know if, if you call down to the link and you press one for English and two for Spanish, do we get an option three for an Eagles win? Because this is getting bad. <laughs> oh, and two, four to start. I mean, I, I don't get it. We should be a lot better. Carson Wentz, I know he used the, uh, I guess, the future tense of the word. Uh, O-line being crappy with, you know, obviously not saying crappy, but he complained about the O-line not being so good during the mini four-week camp that they had. And so, you know, I know we're plagued with injuries. The Eagles are plagued with injuries, and we all understand that. Carson Wentz is not looking sharp. Last week, again, you talked about earlier, the fumble uh, didn't start the game off well, but 
if we if we start looking at the back half of the schedule that we have after the bye, it gets tougher. It doesn't get easier. So if Carson Wentz can't put it together, if Doug doesn't change his playmaking, because it seems like uh, it, it, it hasn't been what it was in 2017, if things don't change, how much more of a deficit can we possibly get into? And then will then the talk will be, do we replace Carson with Jalen Hurts? Yeah, Angel, great call as always, and and I'm obviously not there yet. But I, I look if Carson continues to struggles, people people will start saying that stuff. I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, we've already got people talking about him not being the guy or whatever. So yeah, I think this is a, a important time for Carson. I think it's an important time for Doug. These guys need to find a way to turn around, and I think they will. I just think they might be too hamstrung to ultimately make it. And look, this schedule, like you brought up there, I mean. You have a stretch of, of five games before through week 16 that go in a row. Home versus Seattle at Green Bay, home versus the Saints, at Arizona, at Dallas. I mean, right now, the team we've seen through the first two weeks, that's five losses, you know? And I don't even think Dallas is that good. But at Dallas, if you're going to split, you know, you figure you probably win there, win here and they win there or something like that. But Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans, Arizona in a row, those are four teams that are all better than the Eagles, have looked better. They have, obviously, after this week, they've got San Francisco, Pittsburgh, Baltimore coming up. San Francisco is beat up. It's in San Francisco. But Pittsburgh and Baltimore both look like better teams than the Eagles right now. It is a tough slog ahead of them, and they need to turn things around right now. And even then, again, I don't know if it's going to be enough to actually make anything happen. Let's talk to the man. I see the man, the myth, the legend on the line. He doesn't even need a name. He goes by BlackGritty.com. What's up, Black Ready? Blah, 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 blah. Blah, 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 blah. Do you remember how excited we were when we did that week one? You called in, you're like, dad, I'm like, da, 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 da. And we're like into it. We're loving it. And now it's like, blah, blah, blah. All right. Let's go. And this is why it is a fact that Elliot Shore Parks hates Christmas. We tried to have one time, one side of life (laughs) where we knew anything. Where anything was going on, we just wanted to have fun. And this guy was already right on the parade. And now we're in the middle of a snowstorm. We're in the middle of a blizzard slash hurricane earthquake. Like the whole world's falling apart around here. And I don't know what we're going to do. Because the play calling, the play making, the defense, the um, the people we have out on the field, the personnel, the choices, the decisions, like everything seems to be going wrong right now. And the problem is, after 2017, that whole new norm and expect the thing and statues and you know what I mean? Like the bar was set ridiculously high. Like we're some pre-dynasty and now we're just in shambles right now. So we better beat the Bengals, bro. <laughs> we better. Oh, I mean, the I mean look, the line is like slowly moving towards Cincy. It opened at six and a half. It's down to four and a half. It feels like it's continually trending the wrong way. There are a lot of people out there who are, are very nervous about the Eagles winning this game. And and for all the people listening, they're like, well, Jalen Hurts, I, p- go ahead and throw Jalen Hurts in there. Please, Lord, throw in a rookie with a shaky offensive line. Yes, it, this is a disaster. Caller, four different offensive coordinators slash coach slash assistant slash help me please and Swiss cheese defense. Please, go throw Jalen Go, I mean, go throw Hurts in there. By golly, have at it. And watch what happens, okay? It's, it's not just one person. It's a whole team effort right now, and we are in trouble, brother. But we're yeah. going to start off with these Bengals. 
<laughs> we got one shot in moment. One week at a time. That's, That's it's right. a week to week league, oh. That's all we can do, brother. I love you. Guess what else I got to tell you? What do you got? Go birds! <laughs> My man. Oh, always a pleasure. Blackgritty.com. Check him out. Owen from Glassboro, the best. Um, look, you know, it's uh it is it is a tough spot here. We haven't been used to, you know, we've had some down times the last few years, but they've found ways to rally and and ultimately make the playoffs in each of those years and win a playoff game and, and do some things. It really just feels like this is gonna be the year they finally aren't able to to make it happen. It it just I just am not, and again, I don't want to overreact to two weeks. Again, two weird weeks in a weird season with all kinds of weird stuff going on. I don't want to overreact. I just struggle to to look at this schedule and look at this roster and find how they're going to win enough games to to make the playoffs or to be a real contender. Like I just struggle. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's go to Cherry Hill and talk to my good buddy Dom. Hey Dom. Yo, James. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. How you been? Good. It's been a long time to talk, but I've been always listening. I know. I know. We were talking every day for a while, and then you were gone. (laughs) I know, man. I started back up at work, but, man. You're doing well, buddy? Oh, yeah. I'm doing great, man. I'm always listening. I hope you did. I I keep you, like, nice and low on on my uh, (laughs) desk. I can hear it a little bit. You know what I mean? Nice. So I still listen, brother. What's on your mind today? Oh, man. Everything you said is good. I mean, I, I agree with you with Howie. Um, I really think that this team is suffering because of a lot of what he did, his decisions. I'm not as down on Doug as a lot of people have said. I do think that he needs to realize that the strength of the team this year may be the run. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like we, we look good on offense when we run the ball. And I don't know who's in charge of that. Maybe Carson's going with the RPOs and choosing pass, but it just seems to me like we got to buy more into the run game, especially with how bad our defense is. Yeah, look, I mean, you look away. at you look at the best wins this team had last year, the ones you point to, the Green Bay win, the Buffalo win, like those were games where they, they won with running. The running game was dominant, and, you know, Carson didn't have to do too much. But, and I agree with you. Again, I that's, I think, been the best. What we saw last week from Sanders, the running game, the O-line looking much better has been the best facet of this team we've seen this season. But I still struggle to see how you're going to go into ball or face a team like Baltimore, face a team like Arizona, Seattle, and not, you know, be able to throw the ball a bit to win those games. Like in this league, the way it is, you you have to be better in the passing game. And it's a struggle. Look again, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is going to play meaningful minutes for this team. That's where we're at, Dominic. Yeah, that, that part drives me insane, James. It I mean, should. Like I saw that meme. With JJ, where his mom's like holding the umbrella, oh, the umbrella. pouring him out of practice, <laughs> yeah, and he got DK Metcalf like moss. I know. People. Like, are you kidding me, man? Uh, like, like this oh, freak man. of nature, DK Metcalf. It's like, <laughs> really? You looked at these two guys and you took that one, really? I know. Come on, man. But no, I think we win, man. And I'm not. I think they're struggling. I'm more on that side than a bad team. Yeah. I'm not ready to go there. Dominic, great call, man. Keep them coming. I appreciate it as always. Yeah, look, I. <sighs> Whether they're to that specific question, the question they talked about in the afternoon show yesterday, are they struggling or are they a bad team? Like right now, I I lean more towards they're a bad team. Now I don't think they're worst team in football bad. I don't think we're gonna be talking about tanking for Lawrence or anything crazy like that. But they feel like a seven and nine ish type of team to me, you know, that could go eight and eight or could go six and ten, depending on how things break. 
This doesn't feel like a team. And I believed in the team the last two years. I believed in the roster. And and even as it was happening, I still believed that they were going to be able to make something happen at the end of the year. I just struggle to see that with this team right now. Well, look at this. Let's go to Los Angeles. Haven't talked to Neil in L.A. in a while. Neil, how you been, man? Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? Good I haven't talked to you in ages. I know. Good to hear your voice, man. Listen, happy birthday, number one. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. And listen, I, I've shared an opinion that apparently only I share of why Carson's career has taken this downturn and this regression. And I'm on hold the other day with Ike Reese and Johnny Marks. And while I'm on hold, one of those commercials comes on, that radio.com. They give you like that one minute. Yeah, yeah, and sure. Comes on. And David Amendolario comes on. DA. And echoes my, and echoes my upcoming phone call. Oh, His here. lead line is, the best thing to happen to the Philadelphia Eagles ever is winning the Super Bowl in 2017. The worst thing to happen to Carson uh, Wentz. I heard this, yeah. You heard it then. Is Nick Foles and what he did. And, dude, I've believed it since day one, other than uh, the coach being a lousy play caller and how we did to the roster. I still think it's the number one reason this guy will never be the same, ever be the same quarterback again. And if he loses Sunday tomorrow to this new kid, the new hired gun on the block, and they, I just think it's too much for him to take. I think it explains why he won't throw the ball on the flat to an open back, why he'll force it in somewhere, why he holds the ball too long. He's trying to emulate what Nick Foles did, and it's never going to happen. And, uh, and then Keyshawn Johnson, the next day out here on ESPN.com, did the same rant that Amandalaria did and gave the same reason why Carson Wentz will never, ever, you know, be what he once was. So, Neil, I have some, some thoughts on this because – I So first and foremost, I think that if I'm going to go back to something in 2017 and say, oh, he's never been the same since that, I would pick the ACL injury before I would pick the Foles part. But I, I don't disagree with you. It's very clear that the whole Nick Foles situation, him being back, them going on that run again with him in 2018, like all that stuff was not easy for Carson. I can understand. I mean, you watch your guys, your team that you were 11-2 and two with, your MVP guy and all that, and you go down, then you watch someone else take that team and win the ultimate glory with it. Like, I, I get it. I'm sure that is hard for any competitor, anyone alive who has to deal with that situation. I personally hoped and thought that it would be fuel for Carson, that it would be something that motivated him even more to get back there to do it himself. But it does seem like it has had an adverse effect. He has not seemed as as tough as, as you know, it seems like he's had these type of mental fortitude issues since then. I, I think there is something there. I just, I'm not ready to say that it's, that it's, that it's ruined him. You know what I mean? Well, J you know, Jimmy, something else has happened since then, too. He was, without a doubt, going to be the MVP of the league that year. Correct. If he would have finished and won. Uh, probably rated one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. Well, since then, we've had this kid come in from Baltimore, the kid come in from Houston, quarterback from Arizona. So many young quarterbacks have blown by him, and you might as well include Jared Goff then at this point too, that he's not even rated one of the top five like young up-and-comers anymore. Well, he's not that and I don't young either, kid... Neil. And great call, man. Thanks for making it. It's been too long. I mean, he's not that young. He's 27. You know, it's not – he wouldn't be like a Kyler Murray or one of those guys. And, and I, you know, I agree. I think he's, you know, not considered by some people in that group. I, again, I am not out on Carson Wentz. I don't know how I can say it any other way. I don't, 
I don't believe Carson is broken. I don't believe Carson can never be the same guy we saw before. I don't think that it's that it's over. But you'd have to be blind to not be willing to acknowledge what you've seen with your eyes and seen the issues. And and I understand, like, a lot of it is incredibly frustrating. The situations, not knowing to throw the ball away in these situations or, you know, like, like Neil was just talking about, not taking checkdowns when they're there, taking the easy pass. I mean, it is incredibly frustrating to see this stuff continue to happen this deep into his career. There is no question about that. But I still believe in his talent. I still believe that with the right coaching, with the right players around him, the right system, all this stuff, putting him in a position to win. We saw Doug do it so well for Nick Foles, right? Doug completely changed his offense. He said, okay, you do this well, Nick. Let's do that. Let's roll with that. Why not do the same thing for Carson Wentz? Like, that's your quarterback, man. Like, adjust, Doug. Evolve, Doug. So I, I think that Doug is is part of the problem when it comes to Carson's development as well, as I do with Press Taylor, as I do with him not being coach hard enough. All these things are factors. But ultimately, there is no question, Carson definitely needs to be better, and he needs to be better soon. 215-592-9494. That is a perfect segue into our uh, player to watch tomorrow, brought to you by your Tri-State Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles, it's Carson Wentz. Obviously, the player to watch tomorrow is Carson Wentz. I think Miles Sanders could have a really big game. He would be on my list as well. We've talked about how bad Cincinnati's run defense is. I think there's an opportunity for them to really move the ball on the ground. But ultimately, sitting at 0-2, coming off two of his worst performances, certainly that we've seen in a long time, from Carson Wentz, and the amount of of vitriol that he is finally starting to take in this town. It has been, look, a lot. Uh, my co-host, Elliot Shore Parks, has had years now of, of people getting mad at him every day, every this, because he's saying that Carson Wentz isn't as good as a lot of people think he is. And now we're starting to hear that less. Like, for the first time, people are starting to say, you know what, maybe he's not as good. Maybe we were wrong. That's the first time this is happening in the way it's happening. And... That puts so much pressure on Carson right now to turn that narrative around, to change our minds on that, to change everyone's minds about that. So tomorrow, going up against the, the you know, exciting new rookie, Joe Burrow, all that stuff, it is a massive, massive game for Carson Wentz tomorrow. He needs to show up, and that is why he is our player to watch. Brought to you by your tri-state Toyota dealers, proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. We are going to run calls when we get back. Get on now. 215-592-9494. Will the Eagles win tomorrow? Can they build on that? Do you believe in this team and this roster? And Will Carson get better? Will Doug get better? Where do we go from here? It's Go Birds Radio. It's James Seltzer. We're coming right back. Yeah, let me fix that promo. That promo should say the Eagles have to get their first win tomorrow against the Bengals. Must win game tomorrow. It's Go Birds Radio. Presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Coming your way till 3 o'clock. Rob Ellis after that. Phillies baseball after that if you can stomach it. <laughs> Certainly better to listen to, to it on the radio than watch it. It's a lot more... Uh, it just feels better for some reason. Scott Scott Fransky's voice makes me suffer the pain just a little bit better or something. I don't know what it is. 215-592-9494. But we're talking birds here today. Big one tomorrow. 
And do you believe in this team moving forward? You know, obviously, if they lose tomorrow, I think no one would say that. But assuming they win tomorrow, I think they win tomorrow. Do you believe in them past that? Is this a team that can kind of recover and and pull it together and make something happen? What do you think? 215-592-9494. Let's go to Delaware and talk to Henry. Hey, Hen. Hey, hey. What's happening, man? Good to talk to you, man. What's on your mind? Uh, Yeah, I was looking at the uh, Carson and Doug situation. I don't know how much, uh, you know, game plans, I mean, are they solid? Are they together? They seem like they pretty far apart. Yeah, we don't know. It's a good point, Henry. It does seem, certainly with what Doug has said publicly and what we've seen on the field and the way Carson has played, that they are not, you know, two minds not thinking yelling. as one yeah. right now. Yes. Right. It's not yelling. And for me, Doug, his either you say stubbornness or lack of confidence and not just Carson, I see it in a couple of the other players. Just like his press conference he said about Ortega Whiteside. Well it's Why hard to blame just, him. It's hard to blame him for not having confidence in JJ, right, Henry? I mean I, I don't I, think anyone I, has confidence. You know for me, I don't get it though. Because you we draft the guys second round. But that doesn't and mean they're good. That's that's part of the whole thing I'm right. talking about today, Henry, is it, that how he's it, done a horrible job in these spots. It doesn't mean that they're not good either. Yeah. I'm looking at how with JJ Ortega Whiteside, I think we might be there. Like, and I'm with yeah. you. I'm generally and look. We've seen a lot of guys at Devontae Parker who just played on Thursday night. A perfect example of someone who right. kind of had injuries his first few years. First round pick didn't really live up to it, and then in year four busts out and is one of the better and receivers bust. in football. So it can happen. But but what I have seen from J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, particularly from a route-running perspective, from a football smarts perspective, from a toughness perspective, from Mm -hmm. a going-to-get-the-ball-at-the-point-of-catch perspective, I have seen nothing to make me believe in this guy. All right, so he should be just about ready to be on the chopping block. You you, know, ain't no need we holding him in. You would uh, think, you would think, but, you know, he was a second-round pick, and I appreciate the call. You know, how he, how he likes his guys. Let's go to Mount Laurel and talk to Dennis. Hey, buddy. Seltzman, how you doing? I'm better now. How are you, Dennis? I can't tell you how many calls I got after the hammer said happy birthday to me the other day. Oh, yeah? Nice. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, happy birthday to you as well. B- birthday buddies almost. A day yeah, off. Yeah, almost. Hey, the, the, the earlier caller forgot one thing. Don't forget the statue of Nick Foles at the stadium. Yep. Yeah, that's it's a good point, Ron. That, or, uh, I mean, uh, Dennis, that is there. That every day, yeah. not be effective. No, I, yeah. Look, I, I don't think there's any way any human being could could be in Carson Wentz's position, watch his backup take his squad that he is the best record in football on his way to an MVP, and gets hurt, and then watch someone else take them to win the Super Bowl. Like that's going to affect anyone. Absolutely. Having said that. You need to be able to get over it. You need to be able to move yeah. forward. You're a professional football player. So, you know, it, I'm of two minds on it. If the birds lose tomorrow and Carson has a bad game, the hammer's going to be uncontrollable with Richie. I don't even want to hear him if, if that happens. I can't <laughs> handle it, Dennis. I, I will not be, a, I will not, I'll already be in a bad mood. And then I got to have Joe crapping all over Carson. It's not going to be a fun day. And I got to agree with you on Howie. We got to draft better because the first four or five years are not paying him anything. Well, that's the point. And, Dennis, great call. Thanks for making it, as always. That's the point. Like, the way you build teams in today's NFL with a salary cap league, you have to hit on these draft and develop guys. 
You literally cannot succeed without it. And Howie has been abysmal. Oh, look who's on the line. My buddy, Ron! What up, Ron? Seltzer. Seltzer. What up, Ron? Greatest How you doing, buddy? name in all of Philly sports. Mine? What's up, buddy? Oh, that will, uh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. What's on your mind, Dave? Yes, well, it's like one, you don't even just say Jim. It's Seltzer. I like it. Thank you. I've always enjoyed my last name. I'll be honest. I'm a fan <laughs> of it. Listen, Jim, you know where I'm at with all this. Yep. I mean, it's, and it, everybody's hitting on it. But nobody wants to. Nobody wants to say it. You know, it's like you're almost there with Peterson. You're almost there. I'm, you know, a, I'm on it's, my it's way, Ron. Take you a little more. Uh, yeah, I'm so. Again, I think the thing I said before is I am. I am very disappointed in the in the offense, the creativity, the lack of new wrinkles and all that stuff. I still think that he is as a a leader of men head coach. I still think yeah. there's something there. I believe him, but. You know, eventually you got to do better when it comes to offense, creativity, and, and matriculating the ball down the field, as they say. Well, Jim, you answered your question. You said, "Where's it? Where did it go?" We haven't seen it since 2007. Let me guess: Is it in Indianapolis? It's in Indianapolis. <laughs> this is this is the guy, and and we we just don't want to face that we got hoodwinked. We just don't want to deal with it. It's too much for us, you know. But but you know, we're, you're hitting a home run with Howie. I mean, how can you expect a football team to compete in the NFL with these draft picks, with these bad contracts, with all the mess that he creates? And then, the, then you got a, that inept head coach. Then you add – and here's another thing for you, Jimmy. This also was said. Me and you and the rest of them on the midday show, we, talked, we touched on it last week. How many offensive coordinators did they got down there? Yeah. Well, I think it's, that's a problem. There, there is no well, it, like it is clear chain it, of of you know where of of who reports to who, who does what, who does this, who does that. Deer. Yeah, and they're probably not. None of them are probably the right guy anyway. Well, the, again, also I think that, and it's something we kind of glossed over in the off season. Richie, actually, shout out to Richie because Richie did talk about this a lot. But the idea of we saw a lot of names of like real deal offensive coordinator candidates go by the wayside, and then they do this whole, like, well, we're going to make Press Taylor the passing game coordinator, yeah, right. the running game coordinator, and all this kind of you know BS, like not really giving us an offensive mind, an offensive coordinator come in who knows what their role is, who knows what they do. So, uh, And again, on top of that, adding in the fact that these are not Doug Peterson hires, that they no, are, are not. hires and, and from above that... being inserted into this situation that creates another level of complexity with it. Everything is above Doug Peterson. He makes no decisions. He, do- he doesn't. And, okay? and, and it's, let me, let me I mean, he is this. a Super Bowl winning head coach. He, yeah, and he is not what, treated see, that that's way. What you're stuck on, Jim. That's why you can't. No, again, look, I'm, you heard what I'm saying, Ron. I'm, I'm willing to acknowledge the flaws and all that, but my point is more that from the organizational perspective that tells you something, that Doug Peterson is a Super Bowl-winning head coach and still has zero power, zero sway, zero influence Well, then that, that tells you right there, then, what they think. About I agree. Them. They deal with them every day. I, so I, I but that this. doesn't mean that they're this. right. That doesn't mean they're right, Ron, because I don't trust Howie Roseman to do anything. So well, how can how can I trust well, Howie Roseman's judgment of Doug Peterson when I don't trust Howie Roseman? Right. You know? You're absolutely right. It goes right down. It it goes right downhill. Okay, but let me ask you this. Remember when they when they announced? Okay, they announced that we were picking up the brass from the Baltimore Orioles and bringing them to here. Do you remember that? Sadly, yes. Okay, the red flags everywhere, right? What are we doing? Uh, right. Okay. Go. Doesn't the guy? What's his name? Uh, 
the offensive coordinator from Denver. Rich Scangarello. Isn't this the same thing? A, a little bit. So he was a Kyle Shanahan guy prior, so he does have some of that pedigree. Ron, great call, man. Like, really great call today. Um, he does have some of that pedigree, at least. He's, he's worked with Shanahan prior to going to Denver for a year to be their offensive coordinator. So I like Scangarello. I like, you know, what his history is and all that. We just don't know enough about him. We don't know who's making these decisions, who's doing what. It's It seems very convoluted there. You know, and and look, other teams have had success doing the running game, passing game coordinator people, no offensive coordinator type of thing. It can work when you're when you have a head coach like Kyle Shanahan or someone who is creative and inventive and taking care of all the scheme stuff. That thing can work. But here we have not. Again, I still like Doug Peterson, but I am willing to admit that he has woefully underperformed from a scheme creativity perspective we have not seen any of the new fun fascinating wrinkles that again all you have to do is go back to last sunday and watch that rams offense and everything happening before the snap all the misdirection all the movement all and then once they do snap the ball they're just guys running wide open on every play it's unbelievable how open these guys are we are absolutely not seeing that type of stuff from doug and that that's a concern. He has to evolve. Let's go to North Jersey and talk to my good friend, Neil. Hey, buddy. Seltzer, honor and privilege to speak with you. You know, I, I have to admit, when I heard you were in the studio by yourself, I didn't even get a phone call to come in to the studio with you. It cut me real deep, like they say at Shrek, you know? Sorry, pal. real deep. Sorry, That's pal. okay. That's okay. Thanks for taking my call. A um, couple of things. You know, the Rams' offense last week is exactly what the Eagles should be doing. Misdirection, screens, bootlegs, you know, jet sweeps. All of the things that the Rams were doing is what we should be doing as an offense. And, and that was the most frustrating thing about that Rams loss, is that those elements that the Rams have incorporated into their offense are things the Eagles should be doing and aren't. So that would be my first point. My second point is this. Um, my mother once said something that made a lot of sense. She said, bad marriages don't end in divorce. They just stay with each other to make each other miserable. And that's kind of what I feel like about Carson Wentz and Doug Peterson. You know, it's like the, the, the marriage of those two together doesn't seem to work anymore. I mean, they're 14 and 15 as a, as a QB coach tandem together. And it just seems like Doug Peterson, even though he's a 2020 coach of the Eagles, is more like the 2017 coach. He's trying to implement a 2017 offense with his 2020 roster, and you can't do that. Those those things are just incompatible. So what do you think about that? Yeah, look, I think, and and as always, just a terrific call, Neil. We appreciate it. I think that, um, as I've said, I think that, first of all, I think the roster itself is flawed. It, It is a flawed roster without depth. Again, in a season where injuries are as omnipresent as they're going to be in a, in a football season with the lack of training camp, all the soft tissue stuff, we're seeing even bigger injuries. That's all going to happen when these guys are going hard and, and, and playing at a, a, a game speed level for the first time without that type of buildup. You're going to see that. But I just think this roster isn't good enough. The depth is not good enough. This team is not good enough to believe in. And yes, to your point, like again, Doug Peterson's offense worked in 2017, and he has been way too resistant to updating that offense. Again, we are watching what feels like the exact same offense that they were running back then. There have not been wrinkles. There have not been changes. There has been no true like creativity as part of that. And 
I think that's part of Doug. I mean, I think you have to criticize Doug for that. You know, one of the things that head coaches need to do is evolve. Andy Reid, I said it before, he is the perfect example of this. Andy Reid, old school guy, West Coast offense guy, has completely changed his offense year after year after year after year, taking things from the college game, the spread, all these different facets of creativity, of of pulling from different areas to evolve as a offensive play caller, as a offensive schemer. Doug Peterson and Elliot Shore Parks, who is obviously not here today, but my partner on GoBirds Radio, has said many times that Doug Peterson believes in his offense. It's a Super Bowl winning offense. Yes, it is. But you need to evolve that offense. Every offense need to needs to evolve. That's what the best head coaches do, and that's what Doug has to do more of. 215-592-9494. One segment to go. Rob Ellis is coming your way after that. Phillies baseball after that. But we got one more segment. We will continue to talk birds and look ahead to tomorrow's Eagles-Bengals game, a must-win game. It's Go Birds Radio. It's James Seltzer. And so many of the Go Birds faithful have already joined us and set up their accounts and are having a blast. Legally betting on sports makes the games more fun. Like you, we all love the home team, and that's why we go with the home team and have the home field advantage when it comes to sports betting. My team at Parks Casino Sportsbook are right here in Bucks County. That means that your action and your money are safe and secure on their easy-to-use sports betting app. The only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. You can bet on the scores. You can bet on the spreads. You can bet on how many yards a quarterback will have. You can bet on what will the score be at halftime, how over-unders, all this stuff. If you want to bet on our team here in this city tomorrow, they are a a four-and-a-half-point favorite. It is slowly moved away from them towards Cincinnati. It opened as a six and a half point favorite. There's some value in there. I do think the Eagles show up and win tomorrow. I do think Philadelphia shows up and wins tomorrow. I think they're going to win the game tomorrow. Four and a half points. I'll take it. Again, the Parks Casino Sportsbook app, bet with the best. Sign up now and get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, $500. Download the app or go to parkscasino.com. Slash PA and use the promo code GoBirds. That's G O B I R D S. Go Birds to get your risk free bet of up to $500. That's P A R X Casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk free bet is refunded on your loss as a free bet. Final segment to go. It's Go Birds Radio presented by Parks Sportsbook and Casino. Rob Ellis coming your way next. A little Bob on a Saturday. Nothing. Wrong with that. Let's go back out to the phones. Final segment here. We're talking some Eagles football. Must win tomorrow. Let's go to Yardley and talk to Joe. Hey, Joe, how you been, man? I've been good, James. Good to hear your voice. You too, man. It's been too long. What's on your mind today, my friend? Yeah, it's been too long. I, my, Just a quick thing. I moved the other day, and I was looking through the boxes, and that sort of stuff, and I found that funny little baseball that uh, you, DeCamera, and uh, Richie signed whenever we went to a game <laughs> That's together. That's awesome. And it just made me laugh, and I brought it back. That's awesome. Anyway, I got a couple of quick comments um, on each of the things, the game, the coach, the general manager, and the owner, but most of all on you, James. I I can tell how upset you are whenever you say in your opening segment, which I thought was spectacular, the Eagles are bereft of talent. You use bereft on sports talk radio. Man, that's 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 a dollar fifty word. Good for you. Thanks, Jeff. I appreciate it. You're far too kind. Yeah, anyway, the game, I'm not optimistic about the game tomorrow, and unless they put Sanders front and center 
Uh, and I know that's going to tax the offensive line a lot because it means they've got to do sustained drives. They've got to keep Carson from getting sacked on critical thirds. Um, but I think if they keep it on the ground, they'll do pretty good. And I still can't believe that Deuce Staley isn't the offensive coordinator. Same um, and, and same. On the coach, yeah, and on the coach, what drives me crazy is that Doug is the head coach. Why isn't he picking his other coaches? Why is he being uh, given this committee that doesn't seem to really know what he's done? And I can't imagine what he's having to coordinate, given how many voices are inside um, everybody's head, not just not just the play callers and everything, but inside Carson's head as well. That's just stupid. And that all comes down to the owner. Um, but and the I'll general manager. Past. Yeah, well – you know they they got too many in there and how and and Lurie lets it happen. No, it's um, fair. You know he's got a, a fair he's criticism. Got to do a reorganization here and he's got got to get rid of Howie. Howie's done nothing on the draft. He's totally screwed up the coaching team so that there's no real consistent coaching. And I, I think if they don't do that, well, let me back up. That to me makes them a bad team because they're not well organized, mm-hmm. and that's what troubles me. I, and I just think if they don't fix this, they're going to be toast. Joe, uh, outstanding call. Call more often. Miss you, bud. Thank you for calling in. I, I think you're you're dead on. You know, I mean, I, I think you nailed it. And and with Howie, not only do they have a lack of young talent, no playmakers on defense, a dysfunctional. It seems certainly so far from what we've heard and seen this this season and and heading into the season, a dysfunctional coaching staff, a dysfunctional locker room, a dysfunctional situation down there with all kinds of leaks and all kinds of issues and the Zach Ertz contract and all these different things. Not only are those all issues, but the the one thing that no one would ever get on Howie about, that, that no matter what issues you have with Howie Roseman, it was always like, well, you know what, at least he's a magician with the cap. At least we're always going to be ahead of the game with that. Well, what happened there? Cap hell. They are a disaster going into next year. They have the least cap space of any team in football next year. Like, where's that, Howie? It is hard to make a case to me right now that Howie Roseman isn't the biggest problem of that group. We've talked a lot this week about, oh, blame Carson, blame Doug, blame Howie, all this stuff. To me, it is very, very, very clear that Howie Roseman is the worst of the bunch, as far as I'm concerned. Let's go to Philadelphia and talk to Eric. Hey, E. Yeah, you know, you know, lead on to what that call was just telling you just a minute ago is absolutely true because if you look at free agency, you, I mean, you had Demonte Freedom, you had Corey Glenn that was out there, and the Eagles ain't make not a move for Detroit to bring neither one of these players in. But the question I wanted to raise to you was this: since the Super Bowl, okay, the Eagles been on a steady decline. And I've been noticing that. I've been noticing since since since, since they won the Super Bowl. And you got to look at that team that, that actually won the Super Bowl and look at the players that was on that roster and you look at the players that's on this roster and it tells you where this team is headed. It's headed backwards. Yeah, Eric, great call. And look, they've they've literally, like factually, been on a decline since the Super Bowl. They went from winning the Super Bowl to winning a playoff game to losing a playoff game to right now at 0-2 where we all – 95% of people in this city look at this team and say, that's not a playoff team. They're 8-8, eight and eight, they're 7-9, and nine, they're 6-10, and 10, whatever it is. No one has any real confidence in this team's ability to, to make a run. And then factually, you look at that and say, all right, well, it is a clear decline. Like, there is, it is impossible to argue against. And certainly with our eyes, that's what we've seen as well. And, and it's absolutely concerned. Let's go to West Grove and talk to my good buddy, Paul. How you been, Paul? Jimmy, how are you, man? Good to real talk quick. to you, man. Good to talk to you, too. Good hearing you. Uh, 
Real quick, morning, morning, wig. Um, I heard, remember when we 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 picked him up and and Richie Richie basically said that was a really good pickup for Doug. Well, go back to Marty Morning Wigs head coaching when he was in overtime and he deferred the ball and they, the other team went down and kicked yeah, the field classic, goal. Yeah, classic. Classic. It's a mess. This is a mess. It's a total mess. And Schwartz, he's got nothing to work with. But I mean, how great was Jim Schwartz? How he stinks. He's horrible. They, they got to get rid of him, but they won't because of the connection. And you know, you're blaming everything's getting blamed on Wentz. And I think I think you're you hit it right on the nail on the head. I think it, it's all about the uh, it's all about the knee injury. Never the same. That's number one. Number two. I still think Saint Nick's in the back of his head somewhere. Where I do. It. Yeah, I didn't mean to demean that part of it. I think the 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 injury is bigger to me, but I don't think there's any question yeah. that he still has not gotten past it. And and that's why if we let's let's bring it back to Howie. That's why you don't draft Jalen Hurts in the second round. Like, that's why you don't move. just create another situation where people are talking about the backup quarterback again. Like, what are you doing? Like, it makes no. And again, look, if people there are the people who say, well, you draft them because they don't believe in Wentz and they want to. Fine, like that's certainly possible, yes. but you're not doing anything to help Carson Wentz by drafting Jalen Hurts. Nothing. No, you're making it worse. You're making the whole situation worse. Yeah, Paul, great so. call as always, man. I really appreciate it. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Let's squeeze one more in here. Billy T in Princeton. What up, Billy? William. Oh, Billy. We will not end with Billy. Instead, let's go to my good buddy in Collegeville, T. I didn't even see you there, T. What up, brother? Hey, no problem, man. How you doing, Sal? Good, Appreciate man. you taking my call at the of end of course. the show. I'll close it you. out with a happy birthday. Oh, Hope it was you, awesome. It was. It was um, very nice. You know what? All the writing was on the wall. The answers for the test were already there. I mean, all offseason, we talked about what we thought about the team, what we thought the holes were, and what is the team showing us? The team showing us exactly what we brought up. Mm-hmm. So the fact that everybody's surprised right now, and it's jumping off ship, it's, it's kind of crazy to me because for months we all said, oh, you know, the whole line the new coaching, the play calling, et cetera, et cetera. And everything we're seeing right now is happening. So the fact that everyone before was like, oh, yeah, 12-4, and 11-5, and 5, and now they're going nuts because we're 0-2 and, and we're about to hit the Bengals and we're not sure if we're going to win. Well, you have to have a little faith, but at the same time, we already knew what the season was going to be. So, no, yeah, well, look, T. What's the surprise? Yeah, no, and and I think that it's hard to go into a season, especially as fans, and and really, really be as critical as we need to be sometimes. And to be fair, look, they've looked worse than I think most people even expected. Even the 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 that look, there are definitely people out there who've said you know they're going to yeah, be but, four and twelve, this and that, and and it's looking but, but, like that but type you know, of team. There's no, there's no consistency. There's no rhythm. There's no cohesion. There, there's nothing because the whole year was messed up for them. They brought all these new situations going on, all these new cooks, all these new players, all these new rookies, all these different schemes that were going every week. And then Jim Schwartz is not doing his thing. I mean, I'm on the edge. I've been on the edge on a couple of things. So I'm, I'm out on how he is a GM my last year. I'm out on Doug as the offense coordinator. This is my last year. I'm on the fence with him. I mean, I can go on and on about the things, but in short – you know, it's going to take time for all this to develop, but no matter what, at the end of the season, it's going to be what it's going to be, which is what we all said in the offseason. T, great call. Thanks for making it. Uh, yeah, look, uh, again, it must win game tomorrow. They absolutely have to win. And even if they win, we're still going to have questions. You know, they, they need to they need to put up like 45 tomorrow and win by 20 for us to be able to like be like, okay, may, maybe we were wrong. Maybe there's something here that can, can move forward with, but I, I just i am not hopeful. Again, I'm nervous they even win. I think they'll win tomorrow, but I don't feel great about it. I don't know how you could. So, 
We'll see. We'll see. If you're on the line, stay on for Rob. LSE is obviously going to keep talking to me. Eagles. I'm sure some Phillies in there as well as he leads you up to Phillies Rays tonight. We will find out what new horrible way the Phillies bullpen can let us down again tonight. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably not, though. So, uh, Rob Ellis coming up next. Thank you to everyone who called in. We could not do it without you. Anthony Foley buying the glass. Kevin Keenan before that. Thank you as well. So, stay tuned. Rob Ellis is coming up next. Thank you for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on Sports Radio 94 